good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Drinking in the Pen. I am the creator and host, Don Garcia, and I'm sorry that it took so long to post another one, but I had a lot of work and writing to do and wanted to also kind of take a break and reassess. But on this episode, I'm going to keep it brief and I'm just going to say, remember that you don't know what you think you know, to quote Princess Bride. I do not think it means what you think it means. But realistically speaking, as writers, never get too comfortable because there's always so much for us to learn. Um, I'm going to just speak from my own experience. So most of the time when I write screenplays, I do write free form. And then I go back and I fix and clean up and look at for holes and mistakes. And um, I and then I usually actually outline after the fact or before. Uh, my TV series, however, The Confidence Men, um, I used the story clock notebook to kind of break it down into sections and acts. And then once you use the story clock notebook, then you can draft a, a really clean outline. It allows you to kind of see where the holes are, what's missing, all that good stuff. But I didn't do it for a recent feature that I wrote. I just kind of went through it. But here's my lesson. One, I definitely, um, first drafts are really almost like your outline, to be honest. Uh, you see where what's wrong. You send it to trusted readers. You get the feedback. You take what's opinion out and you keep what's necessary in. And so uh, as a result of getting back the notes, I needed to make some changes and go through and actually really outline it. Now, the lesson in this the second lesson was I was trying to write a really quick, not quick, but um, I was trying to write a rom-com that, that I didn't really, like I wasn't being true to myself. I am not a super apple pie, cotton candy kind of writer. Um, I do try to keep it a little edgier, a little more real, a little more honest. Um, and I really try to yank at the old heartstrings. And that's true even of comedies because I think a good comedy is really just a drama that makes you laugh. And comedy requires truth, right? And so even in a romantic comedy, it requires an element of truth. So once I got those notes back, it was a realization that A, yeah, I probably should have outlined it. And um, even though the story was based on something that I've actually experienced, I realized I still needed to adjust and adapt and not write it for someone else, which is what I did. And so um, now the new version is actually going to be the version that I really wanted to write. But sometimes you kind of get in this feel where you want to please someone else. You want to be a people pleaser. You really shouldn't do that with writing, even when you're hired to write certain projects because they're hiring you in the first place because you have a unique voice. Don't stifle your own voice trying to please others before you actually find out uh, if what you're doing and what you wanted to do initially is the right thing. So what I did was I played down something that I really wanted to do to try to make it more, um, I guess, family friendly, but that's just not the kind of writing that I do. Not that what I write is meant for adults or it's too racy or anything like that. It's just, you know, um, I wasn't being true to who I am. And as a writer, I take all of the things that I've experienced in my own life and apply that to anything that I write, whether it's comedy, drama, sci-fi, it doesn't really matter what the genre is, even horror. And it's because 
I know that the constant theme in my own life that comes across in all of my writing, um, loss, loss and hurt, pain, right? So that is the constant theme in my own life, which as uh, Stephen King says, none of us are writing anything but the truth. We might mask it in other things. We might fictionalize it. We might completely fantasize whatever our experiences are, but it comes from a place of honesty, which is why they say, write what you know. Well, I happen to know about trauma and loss. And so that theme is ever present, even when it's not some kind of sad movie or dark movie or anything like that. And, and I think that was my lesson. So on the rewrite, I've already done my outline. I got the notes back, uh, yesterday morning or the deep, sorry, the Sunday, I got it back on Sunday. It's Tuesday now. And I started doing the story clock notebook, or the, which is basically the big pie graph. And it helps me break it down into three acts because your first act is, um, you know, your first and third act are basically at the top. And then your chunk is the second act, which is where so many things need to take place to, to really consistently show you your, your timeline from the beginning to the end. And, and then I will go through and I will draft a much more particular outline for this, for this particular film. And now I know exactly how it's going to be. And it's easier because I'm being really true to my original concept that I really wanted to do, but strayed from for whatever reason. So I think lesson number three is don't give in to self-doubt because self-doubt can really bite you in the ass. And now that I'm going to be writing more stuff for television, you know, you have to learn how other people work for one and that's really important. Obviously, outlines are very important. Everybody does them differently. For me, the 40 note card thing never worked because it just makes my brain feel so scattered by seeing that many note cards in front of me. So I do the story clock notebook because seeing the visual pie just makes it easier for my own brain to digest and process. And then when you make an actual physical outline, everything just makes more sense because you basically created an image for yourself. So you just kind of write down exactly what you did in the image. And that's really what I wanted to talk about today was one, you do have to outline, even if you don't want to just find whatever that, that is for you. For me, it's the pie graph, story clock, notebook mindset, and then writing the outline from there. It helps me see things that I don't normally see if I try to be too free flow. Obviously sometimes magic happens and the story is so incredibly clear to me and the characters are so very real to me that I don't I don't necessarily have to do an outline but that's because I've played the entire scenario out in my mind I know who these people are I know what they feel they want they need and that really helps and so for my tv stuff that really helps me develop the stories a little bit clearer and more concisely is I have to believe my characters are completely real. And so I know, like I, I've said this before, but it's really important. Like I understand their emotional capacity. I know what their nervous tics are. I know it irritates them, frustrates them, hurts them, taunts them, makes them happy, makes them laugh. I need to know all of those things so that when I'm writing the stories, they're not just believable to you. They're believable to me because they are very, very real in my mind. And so 
What's that line that Hemingway says? Writers are just functioning schizophrenics. <laughs> and in a weird way, that's kind of true for, for writers, especially when you're writing fiction or screenwriting for film or writing teleplays for TV, because you live in a world that's completely uh, alive because of all the characters that exist within your stories and the realms that we create. So I just want to encourage you to outline, 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 find whatever that is for you. That was my big hardcore lesson this week. And I usually do, but I tried not to once and it bit me in the butt. And now I'm doing the outline and I'll rewrite it. And I don't have to completely like, it's not a page one rewrite. It's a pretty, uh, I, the story has to change, but there's a lot of, uh, parts that are already there that I just have to redo that. So it's not really a page one rewrite. It's just reorganizing, reorganizing, getting more deep, uh, being more honest and cutting out all the unnecessary stuff. So this is why we have first drafts. Anyways, I'm hoping the second draft will be terrific and strong and without any gaping holes or without any structural issues. So, you know, that's, that's just important. Now I, I feel like I'm way more comfortable writing for TV than I am for film, which is funny because I used to think it was the other way around, but it turns out TV writing makes more sense to me. So I've had to retrain myself. And so that's, the lesson for this entire podcast is never think that you know enough. Never think that you know enough. Say that over and over to yourself. You are not an expert. It doesn't matter how many projects you've written. It doesn't matter if you've won 10 Oscars. It doesn't matter what, or BAFTAs or whatever. What matters is you're always learning. And that means, you know, taking notes, cry, yell, do what you got to do to process those notes, give yourself an hour, then move on. And then make those fixes and make them immediately. And and if you have to sit on it for a day, sit on it for a day, but don't wait too long because you need to make all those adjustments and those adjustments will make you such a better writer. And if you're lucky enough to have a mentor, great. I was not lucky enough to have a mentor, but I did have people that gave me immense opportunities. And those opportunities were ones that I pushed myself and challenged myself to make sure that I exceeded people's expectations, improved that them taking a chance on me was the right choice. And I think that's probably one of my saving graces. And and I would encourage you to do the same. Don't ever get too comfortable. And if you need to read a book, read a book. If you need to read Save the Cat, read Save the Cat. I, I It doesn't matter what it is for you. For me, it helps me to actually look at existing screenplays so that I can start to really process structure. And I am a very flowery writer and for me, the difficult thing has always been the show, not tell because I'm wordy and I like, <laughs> I like to describe things. So if you're going to use descriptors, use descriptors from a perspective of without them, people wouldn't know what was going on. And with them, people understand that it's in say like something set in Beverly Hills. Well, you don't just say Beverly Hills, you say, you know, luxurious estates, Rodeo Drive, you say things that are indicators and monikers of Beverly Hills something I've had to learn and I'm still learning. And so, you know, I just want to say that even if you are really good at writing compelling stories, even if you have a really good handle on character development, even if you're really good at story arcs or dialogue, if you're good at one thing, then that means you need to get good at something else. So always be in the state of learning, always be curious, always be active, and never, ever get complacent and think that you know best because I can promise you, you don't. And that's okay. That's how we get better. That's how we always get better. That's how 
our brains will continue to function and thrive as we get older and it will keep us strong and motivated and driven. So that's the lesson for today. Outline, do first drafts, don't doubt yourself and stick to the story you really want to tell. Stick to what you know. Try not to to veer off course because eventually it has to come from a place of truth. So I hope that that helps you this week. Thank you so much as always for tuning in. It is a pleasure to do this. I'm really looking forward to eventually, by the way, I may end up doing podcasts back in a studio where I have guests and I can't wait to do that. For now, it's just me in my little office in COVID solitude. I got a little tired of Zoom, so that's kind of why I decided to just do this myself and just give you little chunks of advice. But I hope one day to be as cool as uh, John August and Dan Harmon and have really fun back and forth uh, podcasts with really brilliant people that are smarter than me and know more than me. And we can just kind of riff off each other because I think that will be really fun. So Anyways, have a wonderful rest of your week. I'm going to drop this a little bit early since I've sort of been out of it for the last couple weeks and have not posted a podcast in a while. So remember to stay inspired, read a good book, and you know, trust that there's always something for you to learn. Okay, bye. This is Don Garcia. Thank you once again for tuning in to Drinking in the Sorry, drinking in the pen. I almost said drinking in the episode. <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee. So drinking in the pen is the podcast. My website is dongarcia.com. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at Don Garcia, and that's D-A-W-N-G-A-R-C-I-A. Thank you so much. Bye.